Hello and welcome to Thoughts from the Bible. I am Adam Zander and have been serving as a missionary in Romania for over a decade. Join me every week as we look at simple thoughts from the Bible to help us in our daily walk with Christ and our relationships with our fellow man. Hello once again from Romania. I hope you're having a great day. Today we will look at our 19th message from the book of Ephesians called Inheriting the Kingdom of God. Let's read our verses for today, which are found in Ephesians chapter 5, verses 5 through 8. We will look at Ephesians chapter 5, verses 1 through 3 next time. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 5 through through eight. For this you know that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man, who is an idolater, hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be not ye partakers with them. For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord walk as children of light. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 5 along with 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verses 9 and 11 and 1 Corinthians 15:50 and also Galatians chapter 5 verses 19 through 21 these passages cause confusion among Christians. What does the Bible mean when it says that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Does this mean if a child of God does such things, they will lose their salvation and right to enter into the kingdom of God? Let's see today. Let's first read these passages to better understand the context and application. It is important to read all these passages and compare Scripture with Scripture. That is how we study and learn correct doctrine. Not just taking one verse from the Bible and creating a doctrine from it. So let's start in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 9 through 11. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminates, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revelers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Notice it says, and such were some of you, but ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus. So at that moment, they are sanctified. They used to be these things. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 50. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, neither doth corruption inherit in corruption. So our corruptible body, which has not been redeemed yet, cannot inherit the kingdom of God. It has to be changed first into a new body. That is what 1 Corinthians chapter 15 is talking about. Now let's go to Galatians chapter 5 
5, verses 19 through 21. Now, the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, immolations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like. Of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. The teaching is clear. A person who is unrighteous, and in darkness, and also the works of the flesh cannot enter or inherit the kingdom of God. The key then is, who is righteous? Who is in the light and not in darkness, and can therefore enter and inherit the kingdom of God? The answer is a born-again child of God. So let's first look at the requirements to enter and inherit the kingdom of God. First, the kingdom of God is entered by the new birth. John chapter 3, verses 3 through 5. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So the first requirement to enter into the kingdom of God is you must be born again. Number two, we are to enter the kingdom of God with the simple faith of a child. Mark chapter 10, verse 14 and 15. But when Jesus saw it, he was much displeased and said unto them, Suffer the little children to come unto me and forbid them not, for of such is the kingdom of God. Verily I say unto you, Whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child, he shall not enter therein. So to enter into the kingdom of God, we need the simple faith of a child. Number three, the kingdom of God is connected to the righteousness of God and is to be desired before our physical needs. Matthew chapter 6, verses 31 through 33. Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Number four, sinners go into the kingdom of God before the self-righteous. Matthew 21, 31. Whether of them twain did the will of his father, they say unto him the first. Jesus saith unto them, Verily I say unto you that the publicans and the harlots go into the kingdom of God before you. Jesus was talking to the religious leaders of Israel in this passage. Number five, the kingdom of God was taken from the Jews as a nation and given to the Gentiles. Let's compare two passages, Matthew 21, 43. Therefore say I unto you, the kingdom of God shall be taken from you and given to a nation bringing forth the fruits thereof. And now let's read Acts 28, verses 28 through 31. Be it known therefore unto you that the salvation of God is sent unto the Gentiles, and that they will hear it. 
And when he had said these words, the Jews departed and had great reasoning among themselves. And Paul dwelt two whole years in his own hired house and received all that came in unto him, preaching the kingdom of God and teaching those things which concern the Lord Jesus with all confidence, no man forbidding him. Number six, the kingdom of God is preached after the time of John the Baptist. Luke 16, 16. The law and the prophets were until John. Since that time, the kingdom of God is preached, and every man presseth into it. Number seven, the kingdom of God, the Bible says, is within you. Luke 17, 21. Neither shall they say, Lo here, or lo there, for behold, the kingdom of God is within you. And number eight, the kingdom of God is not meat or drink, in other words, physical things, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. We find that in Romans 14, 17. The Bible says, For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. And number nine and last, in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 20, the kingdom of God is associated with the power of God. So that is the kingdom of God. We enter it through the new birth. Second, we inherit the kingdom of God through the righteousness and gift of God, not our own works. Our inheritance, after God saves us, is guaranteed. It is not conditional. Our rewards, such as crowns and other things, are earned and could be lost, but not our inheritance as a child of God. Let's read some verses in the Bible that mention our inheritance. As we read these verses, notice the present tense in these verses. We have obtained an inheritance. Our inheritance is not conditional. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 11, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his will. And then Ephesians chapter 1 verses 13 and 14. And whom ye also trusted, after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and whom also after that ye believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance, unto the redemption of the purchased possession, unto the praise of his glory. And then Colossians chapter 1 verses 12 and 13 giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness, and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son. And then one more passage in the Bible that talks about our inheritance. 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3-5 through 5. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to His abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. So we have an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that fadeth not away, that is reserved in heaven for us.
Last today, before we end, the book of Ephesians makes it clear that those who are disobedient to the truth will not inherit the kingdom of God. They will also receive the wrath of God, whereas a child of God will never receive the wrath of God. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 5 and 6, one more time. For this ye know that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man, who is an idolater, hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Who are these children of disobedience who will receive the wrath of God? They are not God's children. They are not the saved because they believed in Christ. They obeyed the Lord Jesus Christ and the Lord saved them. These children of disobedience are the unsaved, those who reject Christ. Let's read a few passages that show us that. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 3. And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. And then Colossians chapter 3, verses 6 and 7. For which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience, and the which ye also walked sometime when ye lived in them. Every time in the Bible, the children of disobedience are those who have rejected Christ, and the wrath of God comes upon them. In conclusion today, who or what will not inherit the kingdom of God? First, the unrighteous, the unsaved, will not inherit the kingdom of God. So that is the who. Now, what will not inherit the kingdom of God? The works of the flesh will not enter or inherit the kingdom of God. Our sinful bodies will not enter into heaven. A child of God has received part of their inheritance now, the spiritual blessings, the Holy Spirit, etc. But the rest is reserved in heaven for them. When the Lord calls a child of God home to him, they will then receive a sin-free, perfect body. They will enter into heaven and inherit the rest of their inheritance. I hope this short lesson from this passage in the book of Ephesians was a help and a blessing. Next time, Lord willing, we will look at another message from the book of Ephesians. Thank you for listening today, and I hope you have a great day.